Hi everyone, Grant for the Flame Learning Channel. In part 6 of this series, we'll take a deep dive into some of the flexible tools you get with Physical to Focus. The three main areas you'll cover are Depth Slicing, Focus Distance and Focus Model. Each one of these aspects can help you refine Physical to Focus to give you the desired depth of field blurring. If you've never used Physical to Focus, then please watch the earlier videos in this series. If you'd like to follow along, use the download link in the YouTube description or type the link displayed on screen. Now load the batch setup and you'll see that you have a couple 3D models positioned in 3D space. To apply Physical to Focus to the composite, switch to the 2UP view and either using the Action Schematic or Manager, apply Physical to Focus to the camera using the context menu. Now move the Depth Position icon to the floor just in front of one of the figures and increase the highlights of the bokeh to make them stand out a bit more. So returning back to the Focus menu and not adjusting much else, the default settings for Physical to Focus are very good. Now the different levels of blur within the Depth of Field Blurring is controlled by slicing up the depth of the scene. In other words, changing the viewing mode to slicing will show you how the depth of the composite is broken down into different parts and each part will have a different blur value. These parts are then combined to produce the gradual depth of field blurring. If you switch to the slicing menu, you will see that the depth of the scene has 5 slices by default. If you increase this to 9, the depth is divided into 9 slices and this can give you a much more refined gradual blur. Obviously, more slices will impact on rendering times, but also be aware that if you refine and blend the slices too much, you can also introduce unwanted artifacts into the blurring. So always judge how many slices you need with each shot and not just use the highest values. Now the other factor with regards to slicing is the slicing mode. The default Auto Defocus means that the depth of the scene is analysed and Flame calculates what it believes is the optimum place to slice the depth in order to give you the best depth of field blurring. So using this mode, not all slices are made as equals. This is fine for most cases, but if the camera is moving, the slices may shift as the analysis is per frame. So if you switch to the static slicing mode, the depth is sliced uniformly, which is the traditional method when generating depth of field blurring. Arguably, this is more stable with a moving camera and scrubbing the time bar, you can see what I mean. So this is what you need to consider when slicing the depth of a scene and don't forget, this is also where you find the depth controls if you need to normalise a Z-Depth render pass. Now return back to the Focus menu and look at the result view. For the next part, move the Depth Position icon directly onto the 3D model. Now the Focus Distance refers to how Physical to Focus derives the depth in the 3D scene. So the default setting is Pixel Depth which determines the depth of each pixel based on Z-Depth data. This can come from an external Z-Depth render pass from your CG app 
or from Action when working in a 3D composite. Just go to the Output menu and display the current Z-Depth render pass. So the composite plus this Z-Depth information enables Physical Defocus to perform depth of field blurring. Look back at the Comp output and let's look deeper into the Focus Distance modes. Now Pixel Depth always analyzes the depth of a specific pixel. If that specific pixel never moves in your shot, then you should never have any issues. But as you scrub a moving shot, and the specific pixel moves away from the Depth Position icon, whatever now sits underneath the icon will now define the new focus point in the shot. So you land up with an unwanted shift in focus. To maintain the same depth of field, you could animate and even paste tracking data into the Depth Position icon, and that should work. Or a better suggested approach is to use a different Focus Distance mode. Using the pull-down menu, set the Focus Distance to Free. In this mode, you can set a Focus Plane based on a relative distance from the camera. For example, keep increasing the distance until the model comes into focus. So keeping the distance around 2500 will keep this Depth Plane in focus. And if you scrub the time bar, the camera moves sideways and the 3D object stays in focus as it remains in the set focus distance. If the camera had moved back or forward instead of sideways, the focus distance would remain at 2500 relative to the camera, but the 3D object would go in and out of focus as it moved through the set focus plane. So even though the composite may change and objects are moving, the depth of field blurring remains constant and free from any influence. Now the next Focus Distance option is Target. This gives you a virtual point in 3D space that you can define as a focus point. This can be handy if you want a focus plane that is based on a moving object regardless of how it moves in the 3D scene. So Target doesn't rely on pixel depth and it is also independent from the camera unlike the Free option. This is the reason for the 3D positioning coordinates. Now currently, the Focus Distance target does not give an on-screen icon to visually move it in Z-Space. So as an alternative, you'll use a dummy axis and link it with an expression. Create one in the Schematic View or Manager and copy the Z-Position with the Context menu. Switch to the Physical to Focus menu and link that to the Z-Position of the target. If you want, you can also link the X and Y coordinates from the axis to the X and Y coordinates of the Focus Distance target. Now ensure the axis is selected and switch to the side view. As you move the axis in Z-Space, you can see the results update and the Depth of Field focusing is target-based. This could be handy for simulating Rector Focusing and much more. Now the last Focus Distance mode is the Action Camera. Go back to the Physical to Focus menu 
and change the focus distance to Action Cam. Note that the focus plane settings have disappeared, because it is now controlled by the assigned camera in Action. So to set the focus point, you adjust the camera's interest point or target depending on the camera's setup. For example, setting the camera to target allows you to adjust the camera's point of interest defining a focus point in 3D space. And if you set the camera to free, you can adjust the focus distance relative to the action camera. The difference between free and target in Physical to Focus versus the settings in the action camera is that Physical to Focus is a post-process where the camera settings are already baked into the composite and nothing will change. However, if you have a live composite where you are animating a camera within the 3D scene, you can set the focal plane with the action camera and still change the field of view and focal length of the camera to finish the comp. So you have loads of flexibility to define your focus plane, but you also have controls to choose how the depth of field blurring is applied. So set the focus distance back to the default pixel depth and move the depth position icon over one of the figurines. Now the focus distance controls how you set a focus point on your image, but the focus model controls how the depth of field blurring is applied to the image. The default setting is custom because it is quick and easy to use. In other words, you can define a focus range, adjust the near-far to focus, as well as the near-far min-max. This is all done without any consideration to the camera's real-world physical values. In other words, using custom allows you to freely manipulate the depth of field blurring with little concern. If you are bound by physical real-world values, like matching a composite with live-action footage, changing the focus model to physical will give you a more real-world focusing model. Now the first value to consider in the physical focus model is world scale. This adjusts the 3D scene to match the camera and acts as the interpretation between millimeters and pixels. So you need to scale the 3D depth to match the same behaviors of a physical camera. Now there is no magic value for every type of shot. For example, you could be shooting small objects in a small scene or a large scene. Or you could be shooting large objects in a large scene. The point is that every shot is different, so you need to set the world scale accordingly. The best starting point I can give is to decrease the world scale until you find a suitable starting point. Decreasing the field of view will increase the defocus effect. And decreasing the f-stop will also narrow the depth of field by widening the camera aperture. The final property to influence the depth of field blurring is the focal length. Decreasing the focal length will reduce the depth of field blurring, and increasing the focal length will do the opposite. So each component contributes to the physical focus model, and you need to experiment with the various physical attributes to refine the nature of the depth of field blurring. One final point to mention with this model 
is the framing remains static. In other words, the framing of the shot will not change, even though you have been adjusting physical camera settings. The final focus model in the list is the action camera. Similar to the physical focus model, it does use real-world physical camera properties, but they apply to the live action camera within the 3D composite. This can be a camera you set up in action, or even an imported FBX camera from a 3D application. Note that the only property you have in physical to focus is world scale. This is the same as the physical focus model, where you need to scale the 3D composite to match the desired specifics of a physical camera. So lowering the world scale interprets a smaller shooting environment, which increases the depth of field blurring in a physical camera. All the other physical camera properties are now controlled directly with the assigned camera's controls. So adjusting field of view and focal length will affect the depth of field blurring, but it will also adjust how the 3D composite is framed through the camera. The other depth of field influence is the aperture of the camera. The lower the f-stop value, the wider the aperture, and this gives a very narrow depth of field with increased blurring. Just note that as you change the f-stop, it will also change the shape of the bokeh, so you may want to adjust it in physical to focus. Now those are the three focus models you can use to set up your camera's behaviour. As a final point, it is possible to use any combination of focus model and focus distance to get what you want. I do want to mention that if you set physical to focus to use the action camera for the focus model and focus distance, the entire effect is linked to the action camera and not the matchbox shader. You still have to set your world scale value, but all the depth of field controls are adjusted in the camera menus. The only time you'll need to come back to physical to focus in this scenario is to adjust the look of the bokeh. I hope you've enjoyed this deep dive into the physical to focus shader, and don't forget to check out the other features, workflows, and enhancements to Flame 2021. Comments, feedback, and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Please subscribe to the Flame Learning channel for future videos, and thanks for watching.